metric things. You can. Uh -huh. <laughs> Just move a little closer. <laughs> well, I'm amazed mm. at our wonderful student in Texas. Yes. Yeah. Bravo yeah. to her. Yes, bravo. What an example she is to us all. And you know, uh, it all does begin with a dream, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Do any of you have dreams? I have dreams. I have some dreams that are fulfilled, but I've got a big dream that I'm still struggling with. Well, yeah. And I probably shouldn't talk about this on, on camera. So but, don't listen. <laughs> but, <clears throat> how many of you know who is really competitive? <laughs> I, I have been looking for something that I could do better than her. <laughs> Just one thing. That's, that's all I asked things. for. There are hundreds of things. And then I got an idea. Spinning. You can spin better. I think I can spin better and longer than she can. <laughs> yeah? And it As just so dancing? happens oh, that's not. that I brought a spinner. Okay. And, and there it is. Now there see, is. the way this works is you push it and it spins. Okay. So I've got it spinning just to kind of show you how to do it. Now, okay. what we want to do is we want to have a contest to see who can spin this the best and the longest. You or me. You have a certain gleam in your eye. <laughs> it's not social to be accusatory. Just observational. Okay, stop it. Stop it? Okay, I won't okay. say it anymore. You get one practice spin. Oh, look, it's going the other direction. Here's your one practice spin. That was really good. <laughs> <laughs> all done. <laughs> That's all I get. Now we're going to go for reels. And remember, we're going we're gonna to time this, how long it spins, and whoever makes it spin the longest is the winner. What do we win? The prize. First place. <laughs> okay. And here's That's mine. how competitive I am. <clears throat> Okay, that's not, that's not even, you can't compare those two. Oh, yeah. Do you want to trade? No. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think so. Okay, so we, we're going to need to get a close shot on these, and we're going to go ahead, and uh, I'll start first, okay. and then you start, okay? I start like this. Can you see how it's going up and down there? Can you see that? Okay, okay you better start. We're having a contest. And she's spinning, hers is spinning, mine's spinning, and there it goes. Can we look at the top camera on this, see if we can get these? Wouldn't it be great if we could? Yeah, that we, there we can see them. Okay, this contest is moving towards an outcome, <laughs> and certainly the person with the best spin is going to win. May hmm. the best spinner win. Okay. I want to know that if I don't win, it's been really nice competing with you. <laughs> I am competitive, I'm being a good sportsman. Sure Looks okay. like mine's already starting to stop. Darn it. Is it? Yeah, mine's stopping. Mine's going slow. Hers is still going to town. It is. Did, did you put a battery in yours, or what did you do? Just my energy into it. Mine just quit. <laughs> oh. How about double or nothing? <laughs> stop yours, stop mine. Only this time, we have to start at exactly the same time. Yeah, you started first last time. Yeah, so start right together on three, okay? One, two, 
three. There they go. Now we've got a good contest going here. Mm -hmm. So while that's running, I just want to say it's good to have everybody with us today. You know, uh, inventioneering is a really wonderful thing, and we all ought to be really excited about it. Mine's stopping again. Yeah, some, I have this hmm. feeling, though, that something's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get humiliated and leave. <laughs> no, that's not what I was thinking. What were you thinking? I think you're going to teach us something here. Yeah, I'm going to teach you about gravity. Oh. You see, she put mine upside down. Now let's she. try it. Now let's try. See, I, I told okay, you. Okay, here oh, we go. <laughs> stop it. Now mine's right side up on three. One, two, three. Okay, here we go. Yeah, that smile says some things. Now watch what happens. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, lose your spinning because of energy. Obviously, hers is going a lot faster than mine because she's stronger. All right. Okay. <laughs> but... As her balls spin around, she's encountering air resistance. And she's making that air spin, and as the energy pushes the air, it slows down her ferris wheel. Mm -hmm. Mine's just this little thing turning around, around, around. And this is going to be a competition to the finish. All right? Mine is slowing way down. Hers is still going high speed. This doesn't look good. By the way, what is the prize? Oh, that's what I was asking you. I asked first. Hmm. Hmm. How about your tablet? <laughs> you want if it? you win, you, you can it? have it. <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay, well, we'll let you go ahead My here for a minute a and see how here. we do. What was your message? It's from Alia. Okay. Alia. I have a dream to become an awesome lawyer, and I also want to be a counselor to foster children. Thank you, Roger Billings, teaching me how I can make my dreams into reality with a positive attitude and not giving up. Yeah. Can we turn yours back over? <laughs> well, mine, mine's still going. Uh-huh. Yours going backwards. Uh, mine's you, going back and forth. Go ahead and spin again. We'll give you one more spin. No, I think I don't. No, think just one more spin. Okay. Okay. I'll just leave mine. Yeah. We'll see how we do because, you know, I want to be fair. 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 Oh, better than fair. Okay. So this is for that tablet, right? <laughs> Do you want it? So, you know, when you get involved in business, it's kind of a competition. And that's one of the things that makes business really funny, especially high-tech business, because you're competing with someone else. And you're competing to see if your gadget can do it better than their gadget can do it or do it. Goo it? Good. I like it. Gadget goo, you know. So... <laughs> If you make it better, then you'll, you'll achieve success. Now, you'll notice that she spun hers. She's my competitor today. And hers ran out of steam <laughs> and stopped. And I gave her a bonus spin. And I'm still on my first spin. Look at this. Yeah, but and you her turn slowing yours down. down. Mm -hmm. You can turn yours upside yeah, down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the secret is you have to figure out what it is that stops the spinner. In her case, she has air resistance because she's got these big balls going around there pushing air out. Yep. And you have friction. Mine has friction. Not as much air resistance because it's a smooth rotating disc. But look at that. They're both going. And if you look at it from the top, you can see, yeah, mine's still turning. Hers is still turning, 
and hers definitely is slowing down, which I think Keep talking. <laughs> one of, one of the things about being social <laughs> is we're very competitive. One of the things about all right, one last spin. Yeah, right. Just one last spin. Okay. Just to be fair. Okay, good. So this would be. What, her 12th spin, third, <laughs> third big one. And you can see now, mine is definitely starting to run out of gas. Yours is pretty neat. But mine is designed clever with technology. Mm -hmm. And the technology is a bearing that is very low resistance, a big mass so that it stores a lot of energy when it starts spinning, and nothing that sticks out to push so much air. So mine might go longer than hers. What do you think? Mm -hmm. You think it's possible? Well, we'll see. While we're doing that, though, I want to talk about a contest that happened, a real life experience in the computer field. And I happen to have here a Billings computer. Can we put this on camera for just a minute? So here it is, the Billings computer. Um, it was named after me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good I, name. I named it. Actually, that's not true. My PR person said that's what we should call it. I like your PR person. Yeah, I was going to call it, you know, the pickle computer. <laughs> pickle. But it said, you know, if you, if you name a computer something like pickle or grape, it's not going to catch on. Apple, it'll never <laughs> catch on. <laughs> and so I went with, oh, did your stop again? Hmm. Look at that. That is a good stop. Look at mine. It's still going. Look mine. at that. Look at that. It doesn't know what to do. Yeah, but look at mine. Mine's still going. Yeah, mine going. still has movement. Can you believe that? It is still going. It's still smart. And yeah. this is like four or five. There you go. <laughs> you blew it. I did. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about this computer because there are so many fun stories that can be told. And you got to understand that when I got interested in this computer, I just finished college. And I was working on a hydrogen car, and I was trying to make a really good, safe hydrogen storage method. I was testing different alloys of different metals to find out which ones would do the best job of storing hydrogen. And it was hard to do it with theoretical calculations because that science wasn't well defined. So we had to do a lot of laboratory experiments. And we'd do these experiments, and they'd take three or four five hours to complete, we get the data and then we'd do another one. But there were so many alloys to try, so many combinations. And that's when I got the idea that if I got one of these new microcomputers, I could set it up to test the hydrides for me. I want to show you a photograph. See if you can see the hydrogen tanks in this picture, the two red hydrogen tanks. See them on the left? And you see the computer, that is the first version of the Billings computer, it was those two boxes. On the far side was just a terminal. I mean, it wasn't a computer, it just was a TV keyboard that talked to the computer. And this would run my tests for me all day, all night, every day, seven days a week, and allow me to test a lot of things. And that's how I got started in the computer industry. Now, can I take just a time out and point out the mind's still turning. 
can do it every you want. <laughs> yes, you can. So was that the very first Area 51 for you? It still turned. I know. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yes, it's pretty good, isn't it? It should be an object lesson of life. Could I have my tablet? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, so was that I'll, the first Area 51? Yeah, that that was that was definitely an Area 51, wasn't yeah. it? And there are a lot of stories to tell about. It. But that got me interested in being in the computer industry. I could see this was going to change the world, and my big idea was that if we could build little personal computers, we could make them all hooked together on a network. I didn't know to call it the internet at that time because there was no internet or at least it was down. And so I figured out that we could have servers on the internet and we could have personal computers. I called them user computers. And so I started working very hard to build it. Now here in front of me, I have one of the Billings computers that is wide open and tore apart. And I'm gonna get the camera down on top of this. This whole great big thing is one circuit board and I realized that if I'm going to build these, i got to build it all on one circuit board. The CPU, the central processing unit, is that chip right there. It's doing all the work, and all of these other chips are things to support it. This little community of chips over here is the memory. And this CPU can address up to 64,000 memory locations, and I have all 64,000 of them loaded here. So it was a full page of memory, and it had all the other pieces in it. It could talk to the display, et cetera, et cetera. Now, over in this little forest here was the power supply. So you'd hook in the back 110-volt electricity, and this would turn it into the voltages we needed for these computers and convert it from alternating current to direct current. When I started these, we didn't have any of the cabinets done. We designed them, and this was going to be the first foam-molded cabinet for computers, which I thought was going to be very brilliant. And we found a wonderful company up in Des Moines, Iowa, that knew how to foam mold. So we had to build tooling, and they were getting these ready, and it took month after month after like month. This. Longer than we thought. Look, mine's still going. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. And then we've we had these boards ready to go, but we didn't have any cabinets. So that's when we made the Wooden Wonders. And the Wooden Wonders were computers where we put the board, uh, the, the circuit board, on a tubafor, a wood board. And then we put the screen on some other wood boards so that it was like a computer, only it looked really ugly. <laughs> but it was a way so worked. we could start testing yeah. the software and get everything working, waiting for these cabinets. And we got them all working with the Wooden Wonders, and finally our first cabinet arrived. And we were so excited, we put everything in it, and the whole power supply was right here. And then we put the top on with, remember over here on the computer, if you can look at it again, there's the display screen right up above this. And when we turned it on, the writing on the screen, which had been perfect on the Wooden Wonders, was all cockeyed and strange. Hmm. And we opened it up, we took it off. When we lifted it off, it was fine. When we put it on, it was all messed up. Then we realized that this big transformer that was changing the AC into a lower voltage was putting out a magnetic field, which was messing up the cathode ray tube. Mm. 
And so lo and behold, it wouldn't work. And we had a whole bunch of these built. And so we took the transformer off this board and put it in a box on the floor and brought a cable up and hooked in the back. We reworked them and had to put these jumper wires on so this cable would hook up, because this is where a big transformer was. And then lo and behold, they worked fine. Now, I had these brand new computers. I, I thought they were amazing. This circuit board was very hard to design. There are traces on the circuit board wires and we had to lay them out and you couldn't do it with a CAD program on a computer because they didn't exist. So we took little tapes and taped them everywhere we wanted a wire and this circuit board has six layers of circuits. So we, we used clear plastic overlays and we put all the little tapes on and got this all taped out. Then we were able to build the circuit board and then we had to start putting the components on and we put the components on by hand. We stuck them on the board one at a time, and then with all the components sitting there, we ran it through a wave solder machine. A wave solder machine is a machine that has a great big reservoir of molten metal solder, like a soldering iron, and it's pumped up through like a, like a fountain. And it had conveyors, so you set the board down, and it'd go through the solder coming up on the bottom, and it'd solder all of these parts on at once. And sometimes, something go funny, and it would come loose and it would fall down into the lake of fire and solder. <laughs> it would pull it out and the whole thing was silver. Aww. We called those divers. <laughs> and of course it ruined the whole circuit board. Yeah. And um, we didn't have enough circuit boards. And also with all of these components, sometimes when they come out, in fact at first, more than half the time would hook them up and they wouldn't work and would have to find out what was wrong and it became a real challenge. Look, my thing's still going. Can you believe it? I can. It's still going. Look at that. It's really slow, but it's still going. That's amazing. Our team went. I do have a tablet I'm part of now. the art team. Our team. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so anyway, with these computers put together and put in the cabinet, I now had them and I had spent a lot of money developing this computer and getting it all ready to go. I needed some programs to run on it, and there was no software for a personal computer, so I hired a young boy, it was literally a boy, <laughs> named Bill Gates, to write software for this computer. And um, I paid him $340,000 to write the software, which, Today, that'd be like $2,500. Uh, I mean, let's see, be about, no, be about a million and a half dollars <laughs> in today's dollars. So it was a lot of money to me and then, but I had quite a bit of money all of a sudden because I ran an ad in a magazine to sell these. And I, I contacted the, the magazine, it was called Datamation, and I said, I want to run a full page ad and I want to do it in this issue. And they said, okay, send us, send us the art, artwork and, and we'll run it for you. Well, I needed a picture of the computer. And the case was delayed and it was delayed and finally it was time for the ad and I still didn't have a case. 
And I thought, I can't put a wooden wonder in Datamation. <laughs> yeah, one of these. So there was a, an architect firm that designed houses mm -hmm. down the street. And I went down there and I said, hey, you draw houses so they can see what they're going to look like, right? Mm -hmm. He says, can you draw a computer? I've got the plans. You just draw what the case is going to look like so I can do an ad. And he says, well, I've never done that. We'll try it. So he drew it, and I created this ad. Look at it. Introducing wow. the new Billings Microsystem. Just $3,995. And down at the bottom is a coupon. And you can fill out that coupon and send a check for $3,990 to me, and I'll send you one of these computers. Obviously, when I made this picture, I didn't have any cabinets, but I had the computers. <laughs> and I was afraid, will anybody buy this thing? Because there'd never been anything like it. Will anybody buy it? Well, all of a sudden, the mail started coming in. The mailman came in with these bags of mail, and we started opening these letters. <gasps> check for $3,999. A check. We received $900 checks in the mail. And 900 times $4,000 is about $3.6 million. So all of a sudden, for the first time in this life adventure, I had a little bit of money. And you weren't, how old were you? You weren't that old. I was pretty old. <laughs> Maybe I was more pretty than old. <laughs> but, but anyway, I was just fresh, fresh, fresh out of school. <laughs> yeah. But I had been through my wonderful experience with Bill Lear, which gave me the ambition and the belief to make a goal and to believe I could do it. And lo and behold, with this $3.9 million, I had enough money to be able to pay Bill Gates to write software. And that was the first contract of any size that Microsoft got. And I paid him to give me eBasic, which he had already written, and to write Fortran Macro Assembler and COBOL for this. And so this computer all of a sudden became a real thing. We also developed a word processor so people could do word processing on it. And guess what we called it? The Billings Word Processor. It's a good name. It later <laughs> morphed into a version for the IBM PC called WordPerfect, if mm -hmm. any of you have heard of that. And a lot of things came out on here. We had a calc program. We had an email program. And this is all clear back in 1977. In fact, in 1977, it was a big year because that's the year they had the very first West Coast Computer Fair. This was the first computer conference in the world, certainly of personal computers. And a lot of people said it was the real kickoff of the computer industry. Oh. This is the first time that I ever heard of a computer company named Apple. This is the place where they unveiled their first real computer, which was the Apple II. Now, I want to show you my computer again. If you just take a look at it, this is the Billings computer had two floppy drives, had full memory, had a built-in keyboard, built-in monitor, and had all this software. And we were up against, in competition, with a new company called Apple. And they came out with their first computer in a cabinet. The first one they called the Apple One, and it was just a board. You had to put it in your own cabinet, you know. Oh, you make your own wooden wonder. But <laughs> Apple II came out at, at this computer fair, 
And uh, I want to show you a thing that's in the Smithsonian about who was at this computer fair. Take a look at this. Guide to the West Coast Computer Fair. Oh, there it is, Billings Computer Corporation. And this is now in the Smithsonian Institute because it was such an early thing. It's in box 10 if any of you want to go there and there. look at the stuff. But that was our entry and we were competing with Apple. And I want to show you the new Apple II computer that came out at the same West Coast Computer Fair. Here it is, the Apple II. Oh now you'll notice that it didn't have a monitor, so they used a TV. You hooked it up to your TV. And it didn't have a floppy drive, so they used a cassette tape recorder. And you could actually play games on your TV, like Pong, with the Apple II. And back in the back corner of the conference, there was this little tiny booth with this little tiny company with this brand new kid out of school. Hi. It was pretty Hi. young. <laughs> and we sold a ton of computers, literally a ton of computers. I told you the first order was for 900 from that first ad. And I realized, you know what? I do have a problem because I have a little factory in my hydrogen research plant where we build computers and we can build 10 every single month. <laughs> and we'd sold 900. So that meant it was gonna take 90 months to fulfill everybody's order. And, and people aren't that patient. They, <laughs> they certainly aren't now and they weren't then. And so we had to, we had to expand. So I quickly went out and found a building just down the street and we started setting up a factory where we could build a thousand of these computers every month. From a professional point of view, that's the biggest mistake I've ever made. I was really, really what they call <laughs> green behind the ears and had no idea where's all this money coming from. Does it really have money in those checks? Oh wow, three million, I couldn't believe it. But I build a factory to build a thousand. The demand for Billings Computer was for 100,000 a month. Wow. And I should have made a much, much, much bigger factory. And I could have, except I was just so ex excited and nervous that I thought, whoa, let's, let's take it easy, let's take it easy. And in this industry, when you have the leading product that everybody wants, you move fast. And I was not in Silicon Valley, I, I was out in Timbuktu. And, uh, and, and so I want all of you, could you play the violin now? I want all of you to feel very sorry for me. <clears throat> so my little company had shareholders, and they bought stock. And if you wanna buy stock back in 1976, when I started it, the shares cost 10 cents each. How many shares do you want? My teacher from high school invested $1,000 of my stock. Couldn't believe he was that brave, but he did. $1,000 in my Billings computer stock, and the stock went from 10 cents to 23 dollars, wow. just, and 
think about that. If ten cents one thousand dollars, then how much do you think he sold his stock for? He became very very wealthy, and I, uh, you know, I, I made a big mistake, a big business mistake, in that I didn't build a big factory, even though I had the orders, I had the sales, I had the product, I had the demand. I didn't have the experience. I didn't have the courage to go off and do what I knew I should. And so I only had a million and a half shares in my company, which were worth $23, which is only $35.5 million, which is more money than I ever dreamed I would want or need. And you know, my philosophy about money was, and even more today is, the thing about money is it's only money. And I was about the excitement, but what a thing I learned. And so many times in my career, I've come out with new technology products that have sold so well and not been ready for the demand. Every time I got better at being prepared, and now with Acellus, we have huge demand and we're ready. Uh, we have built enough capacity in our data centers at large expense mm -hmm. to be able to handle all the students in America, just in case. You have the foresight to see that. Finally, <laughs> finally. <laughs> so this is, this is good learning right here. Yeah, this is learning by doing. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, this history. I, I did very well. And I sold this company, and, and it financed my next ventures. Mm -hmm. And I like to launch and start these companies. And with Microsoft, my deal with Microsoft is I paid to develop the software. By the way, Bill Gates, for the first five years of Microsoft, developed it all on Billings' computer. When he was filmed in Time Magazine, 1981, on his desk was still the Billings computer that he had used to develop the company. And it, it's exciting for me to think that I help influence that industry and, and that technology. But to tell you the truth, if I had not been given the marvelous blessing of getting to spend that time with Bill Lear, who mentored me, even with my five college degrees, this would have never happened. And a lot of the other technologies that I've had the privilege of being involved in bringing to the market just would have never happened because I would have never believed I could do it. And I don't want anyone listening to me today to not do the great missions that you're here on this earth in this life to do because you don't realize you can. And it's, it's fascinating. Uh, I have tremendous respect for other inventioners. And one of the guys is just really impressing the socks right off me. You want to see no socks? I want to see <laughs> Is inventioner Elon Musk. And as he talks about the projects that he has gotten involved in, they said, well, it's crazy. What made you think you could succeed in that business? And he says, well, I didn't know if I could. Mm -hmm. Well, then why'd you do it? You, you could have lost everything. He says, yes, I could, but 
why did you do it then? Why did you take the risk? And he said, because it was the right thing to do. And you know, I, I really, really feel that way. If I lose all of the resources I have trying to do the thing that's going to leave a positive mark on this beautiful ball we call Mother Earth, it's worth it. And I hope you'll all kind of look at it that way. I, I was raised in a family, my, my father was a mail carrier. He delivered mail for the United States Post Office. A wonderful father. We didn't have a lot of money. We had a, had a pretty large family. And we, we kind of struggled a little bit financially sometimes. In fact, most of the time. But when I finally had all the money I knew what to do with and more, I found out that it was like a burden, like a weight on me, trying to figure out how to invest it so I didn't lose it or waste it. Or, and I tried to diversify and do all these different things. And pretty soon I was worried about all the investments so I couldn't even run the company. And then one day I said, no, no, I'm not going to be this. I'm not going to be a slave to money. So I sold all my assets, put everything right back in my own company. I said, I'm going to sink or I'm going to swim. And that's where I found happiness. Happiness comes from uh, seeing a presentation like that amazing lady from Texas tonight. By the way, if you get down there, stop by and buy some coffee. <laughs> Do you see how pretty Genesis she can make it? Yeah. 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 And I, I feel like that's what fulfills me. And I think you're going to discover that that's what fulfills you. We're given a chance to be here, and we have amazing talents and abilities. And the question is, how well are we going to use them? What kind of a difference are we going to make? The Billings computer did marvelous things and had many, many impacts on the computer industry. And I can go through this. The floppy disk drives used to be that you'd read half your data, and then you'd have to pull out and turn over to read the back. And they couldn't figure out how to make a double-sided drive till I came along. And I used the same idea that Bill Lear used to make 8-track stereo. He needed to put a cartridge in an 8-track player so on a Learjet the music would never have to be turned over. It would just keep playing. And to do that, he had to have it perfectly aligned with the head so the music would sound good. And he did that by putting in a solid post. And when you stick the disc in, a spring would push the cartridge up against the post and hold it exactly in the right place. On the floppy disk, you put the disk inside the hold, close the door. And if it had heads on the top and the bottom, when it would get humid, the plastic, the mylar, would expand. And the heads would grind all of the coating off. Uh, the iron oxide coating would grind off and you'd lose all your data. And they couldn't solve that because it had to change depending on the humidity. And who knew where people were going to use it? And so what I say? Hmm. Let's put the bottom head just like everybody else does. And on the top head, let's spring load it. So a spring holds it down. If it expands, it just pushes the spring up. 
solved the problem. Do you know that that patent was used in 100,000 describes a year, which is really quite a marvelous thing when you think about it. So it's exciting to be part of technology. There's a lot of challenges. When, when this power supply interfered with the screen, I was sure that was the end of Billings' computer. <laughs> but the next morning, I said, no, it isn't. Let's get it off there. Where are you going to put it? I don't know. <laughs> we'll put it on the floor in a box. Well, you can't do it. Well, I have to. And we did. And you know, the problems come. They're challenges. They're what makes the stories worth telling when it's mm -hmm. all over. If nothing, nothing, nothing happens, well, then there's nothing, nothing, nothing to tell. <laughs> well, a lot happens. And when you're in the business of changing the world, you're going to run into a lot of opposition. A lot of people are going to criticize you. I found out that if you come up with something new and your success makes someone else's former success diminish, then in their eyes, you're bad. And, you know, I, I'm sorry that their business isn't flourishing, but may the best technology spin. Yeah. <laughs> Did I win that? <laughs> yes. Thank you. So in your words, is Should this... we clap for, for my... <laughs> no, 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 no. In your words, um, is this the first all-in-one personal computer? It's the first one I ever made. Yes, I understand that. It's the first one that I know of. Yeah. I don't know anyone so else that I get had anything like right this. Here. So I do on and I don't think that anyone would have had the idea to make it if they didn't have the idea of client server computing, mm. which was my my big brainchild that got me so interested in this, which I got a patent on, which is the reason that I, I really got into this. Which you know fix the internet. Um, I, I think I've been very fortunate in my life and in my career, and I've had many wonderful experiences, and oh, I'm having so much fun. Uh, next time, I'm going to tell you about something really, really fun that maybe some of you want to get involved in, but it's just, it's been a marvelous ride up to this point, and it's very exciting, and I'm, I'm just thrilled about it. But the... The thing that would have changed everything for me would have been if somehow, when I was your age, if I'd had a solace. Mm. Oh man, I would know so much. <laughs> I had to learn the old-fashioned way. It's really hard. The technology in a solace that gives you the ability to harvest knowledge is unlike anything this planet has ever seen before. Acellus students are flourishing, flourishing, flourishing. Last week, Thursday and Friday, our Acellus team went to California, to San Francisco, to attend the superintendent's conference there. And we showed for the first time our schools Acellus Gold. We had 2,000 new schools sign up for Acellus Gold at that two-day conference. We've never seen That's anything amazing. like that before. They've never seen anything like Acellus before. What I'm telling you is you have an opportunity to acquire knowledge that no one's ever had before. 
If you had a million dollars of gold, what would you do with it? Would you hide it in your back lawn? Would you put it under your bed or in your closet? Or would you invest it? And if you're going to invest it, what would you invest it in? And I'm going to say something very profound to you I don't ever want you to forget. The best investment you can make is an investment in yourself. Every piece of knowledge that you acquire and put in your nougan, or your olgan, whatever the case may be, everything you learn is power to be able to do things, to make a difference, to get a job, to, to leave your mark on this wonderful world. So, I, you know, the whole reason that I decided to do Science Live every week, every Wednesday night, is so that I could tell you how valuable the effort you put in studying is. It is effort. It's hard. It's hard to really study and learn, just like if you want to be an athlete. It's hard to build your strength and your muscles to succeed. But the knowledge that you acquire is going to empower you to do things that are going to be so important, so fun, and so world-changing it's worth it. And I'm saying this to you. You need to spin hard, study hard. <laughs> Very good. See you next time. <laughs>